Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've discovered from my challenges with ADHD and chemo brain. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now certified productive environment specialist and ADHD productivity coach with well over 20 years of experience in business, office design, and productivity. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, wife, mom of a teen and a cat, and a lifelong geek. I'm old enough now to be proud of it. I've learned that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget our appointments, we can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and fits who we are with our unique brains. I believe that to be truly productive, we need to learn how to be intentionally unproductive. A strange twist for a productivity coach. But hey, I love to ski, sail, and surf. Listen in and learn how to streamline your space and systems so you can be more focused, organized, and have more time to be intentionally unproductive. Hi, everyone. Katherine Avery, your host of the Uncluttered Office podcast and owner of ProductivityByDesign.com. Super excited because I am bringing you Danielle Roston today as my guest. She is the rock star CEO. Who doesn't want to be a rock star? She's a neurodivergent entrepreneur and partners with other neurodivergents to uncover their best selves. Whether you have autism, a brain injury, bipolar disorder, dyslexia, ADHD, or anything else that causes you to experience the world in a different way, you are her tribe. She is the how coach, giving you specific actionable steps that will change your life. Together, you will create a plan with every step and system in place to make your life functional and efficient so you rise strong and become limitless. So I am super psyched because, Danielle, you are the how behind my sort of what and why. I'm really, really excited that you're here today. Oh, thank you for having me, Catherine. I'm very excited to be here. You know, a lot of people don't really understand ADHD and neurodivergency. I was literally diagnosed two weeks ago. I knew. I suspected it. I've wondered. I always felt different as a kid. I mean, I don't want to get into the whole long-winded story because it's boring, but I'd love to hear how you got your diagnosis and what your story is. So my story actually starts way, way back. Uh, Started school. I failed kindergarten. I failed first grade. And then they just diagnosed me and shoved me off because one, I was fidgety. Two, I was bored out of my mind, but I couldn't read. I couldn't write. So they just, back in the 70s, they diagnosed me as mentally retarded, set me in the back of the classroom and never bothered to teach me anything. I wasn't allowed to color. I wasn't allowed to even attempt to do any of the work. They didn't even give me school books. But I still had to go to school every day because, of course, they wanted their funding. So I did that until fifth grade. I was 10 years old. My little brother, who was profoundly deaf, spoke before well before I did. My profoundly deaf brother spoke well before I did, read before I did, was writing before I did. And one day I lived in a really rural school district, which you can tell by my diagnosis, I was sitting in the back of my brother's resource room. He went to a special deaf program 
And I was sitting next to another girl who was in my grade, same age as me. And she was doing her homework and she had all of her books on the floor out in front of her sitting in Indian style. And I was sitting next to her like fidgeting and like all over the place. And, and the hearing impaired teacher, this woman, Mrs. Donovan is my hero, my favorite person in the world. My son's first name is he's named for her. She's like, why aren't you doing homework? You should be doing homework. This is a good time for you to get your homework done so you don't have to do it at home. And the girl next to me says, Danielle doesn't do schoolwork. Danielle doesn't know how to read. And the teacher looks at her and then looks at me. And she's like, who's your teacher? And I told her my teacher's name, but she has homework. Why don't you have homework? Danielle doesn't know how to. And this teacher left the room. To I can only assume to rip somebody a new one. That next morning, I come into school. She met me at the door off the school bus, dragged me directly to her room. And this was like December, January, somewhere in that time. Because I remember I had my winter coat on and all of that. And by the end of the school year, I was reading at grade level. I was writing my writing is will never be great because I, when I needed those skills, I wasn't given those exercises and skills, but I was working at grade level. By the time I hit junior high, I was in advanced placement courses. Right. I just needed somebody to listen and yeah. somebody to help me. I stayed in the hearing impaired program, even though I was not hearing impaired all the way through elementary school. And I thrived. I am horribly ADHD. I remember her taking me to the gym to bounce on the trampoline to do my spelling. Right. And I could do it that way. I just could not sit still. Oh my gosh. I just have to tell you, that's the second time I'm hearing this story. And it still brings tears to my eyes because I think about one, you know, sort of the lost years, but then two, and more importantly, is that blessing of a teacher, Mrs. Donovan, who changed your life. Oh, she absolutely did. I mean, everything. And I, I'm still in contact. She's well past retirement age at this point. She's in her eighties and she's still, I talk to her a couple times a week. Um, when I wrote my first book and yes, this dyslexic ADHD woman wrote, it's just a small ebook. I've only gotten like a hundred views on it. Cause it was just for my clients and stuff like that. I sent it to her. So nothing's just and nothing is small. It's a very big deal that you wrote a book. Exactly. That's my little pet thing. (laughs) Just, I wrote a book. How never, how small, no, nothing. I put myself out there and I've been doing entrepreneurship for 20 plus years now. And this is where I thrive. I did not thrive in a corporate job. I mean, I did well. I did actually very, very well, but it was a struggle for me. It was all about finding what I'm good at and capitalizing on my super. I talk about superpowers all the time. ADHD people, we have superpowers. And let me tell you, when we have superpowers, we are so hyper-focused and so obsessive about it that we are more experts than anybody who has a PhD. Let me tell you. I I watch my daughter. She's um, very into criminology. She's taking a course around that. And has a 504 tutor because she's got executive function challenges. And I'm sure she's ADHD and we just haven't done. I wanted to get diagnosed. Then she's going to get diagnosed. She's very excited, actually, to get the diagnosis officially. 
the funniest thing we had to do when we sat down with her and she chose this course was to say, you got to make sure you do the rest of your schoolwork because <laughs> we knew she was going to hyper focus on it. And she has really worked hard on it. It's actually not her best grade by far because it's so incredibly challenging. And she is a sophomore and fought to be in a class that starts at junior year and goes through freshman year of college. So, but she's doing, she's doing really well in the course. It's just funny to see how, how much harder she's had to work at it and what lessons she's learned from that opportunity. And, and that hyper-focus really has come to be a strength for her in this area. She's fascinated by it. It's that hyper-focus and we call them the squirrel trails of the ADHD brain can do amazing, amazing things. We are the ones that are going to figure the thing out. We're the ones that don't let that bone go. I come from the IT space and almost everybody on a team, I ran a team of 15, was ASD and or ADHD, maybe with some other learning disabilities. And let me tell you, when we had a client being in the IT space that something broke, I had a whole team of superpowers, magic Voodoo magic is some of, some of our clients because they would not let it go. They wouldn't sleep for three days if they couldn't figure it out. Oh, my goodness. That, but that is one of the best things about our brains is we cannot let something go until it is right. right. And we've learned everything about it. I mean, I don't have a PhD and I've talked to doctors. I know more about the ADHD brain, the dopamine needs and all of that than some of them do because I just love learning about that. And that's something I have spent, I probably spend a good 10 hours a week reading about that stuff and reading the new science behind it and reading medical journals. I don't have a medical degree. I barely had a high school degree at one point. So two thoughts on that thought. One, and I was talking to my daughter about this. I thought this was so fun because she's interested in the psychology of crime. So that's really the part she's interested, the brain. Mm -hmm. And I'm fascinated by the brain working with people who have are neurodivergent who have various executive function challenges, helping them get more productive. And then I said, you know, my niece is uh, studying to be in the world of medicine and her, she's fascinated by concussions. What happens when young girls, young women get concussions on the ball field, what soccer field, whatever mm-hmm. in sports. It, it's so interesting to me to see. And I think if my mom you know, times were very different. She was born in 1940. Sorry, mom, I'm aging you. She would have been a medical doctor if times had been different. She's just completely brilliant when it comes to things around medicine. So it's kind of fascinating to see how that happens in families. I've forgotten what the second thought was because squirrel (laughs) or hyper-focus. I'm not sure which one that was. was So One of the things you've done, which is really interesting to me, is you've created a membership group called Neurodivergent Boss Girls. Talk to me about that because lots of people with ADHD end up going on to be entrepreneurs because we don't work well for others. No, we don't want to work well with others, for others. And that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I started this membership and it's really simple in how I've set it up. It is... Three days a week, we get together to be accountable to each other. We get on a Zoom call. We, one, what are you going to get done during this one-hour call? 
What's one task you are going to get done for your business today during this call? Sometimes it's five tasks, depending on how many things there are. How can I support you? I have a business strategy background. I have an IT background. I run a digital marketing agency. So I've got a lot of things to pull from. And we'll have somebody say, hey, Danielle, I need to make this graphic in Canva. I don't know how to use Canva. Can you help me? Yes. Danielle, I need to set up my accounting and I don't know how to keep track of all of this. How do I do that? Well, let's log into your square. How do you do this? Let's create a spreadsheet. I mean, I had somebody else the other day. I need to write a social media post and I'm having a hard time writing it. Okay, let's write your social media post. So it's not just the accountability piece. It's that the how. How do I get this done in my business? And I'm, I have private uh, coaching clients that I work with, but I wanted a way for women who are, don't have the budget, don't have the time, don't feel like they can invest yet. Uh, in a one-on-one coach to give them a space to do that. And we have a community that is absolutely not on Facebook so that you cannot go down the time suck squirrel trails because there's very little in the community. And I keep it very clean without a lot of graphics for a reason so that we can quickly get in there. There's an accountability thread. How are you working on? There are tips on how to create mini routines, mini habits, how to create the things you need to in your life in order to have a successful business. I've got two of them. And going through all of that process, I've learned a lot of things. And I train on planning strategies in the hows of life, not just business, but of life. I've got worksheets out there, how to clean your house room by room and how to do it and keep up with it so that it's not a panic if somebody knocks on your door. (laughs) I think I want to sign up for those, please. (laughs) I'm going to tell you how I get that done. And I think this applies. It's, it's really about accountability. I literally hire a young woman to come here for 20 bucks an hour. And she helps me get organized. So about twice a month, I'm in a big process of getting decluttering, letting a lot of stuff go. I really just don't like how much stuff is in the house. And I know that it's better for our neurodivergent brains to have less stuff. But I really just won't do it. I just won't. But if I pay someone to be here to help me do it, it's amazing how that lights a little fire under my patootie. Well, I talk to so many, so many neurodivergents and they've hired a housekeeper and their housekeeper barely has to clean when they get there because they panic clean before the housekeeper comes You know, I because they don't want the housekeeper to see their disaster. Yeah. See, that doesn't bother me. <laughs> okay. So we need to talk about boundaries and what the purpose of the person you've hired is, I think, because well, I understand and it's getting done. So I guess this is a good process. It's still, you've you paid somebody to do that. Let them do that. Oh yeah, of course. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I tidy but, and whatnot, but I'm not saying I don't go overboard. I just tidy up so that yeah. there's not stuff all over the counters or whatnot. But, I'm trying to get to never having stuff on the counters. That's my goal. I don't know that I could do that. That would be, that would drive me crazy to do less yeah. stuff on the counter. Yeah. I, I kind of like clutter if you, you can't see my office behind me, but I like You know what clutter. I really got down though is mail. I used to let mail stack yes. up. Never. So I'm like, if I got that win, and by the way, let's talk about that. Whether you're neurodivergent or not, if you get a win, celebrate that win. And if that oh, was amen. like opening the mail and getting it done right on time every day, yes. And That's I'm just that's a micro, That's a micro habit. habit. That's right? a micro yeah. habit. Perfect. So, right. <laughs> so ADHD people and, and ADHD women hate routines and they hate, 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 hate the word routines. And we're always told that you have to have a routine to get all of these things done. See, 
large routine stacks do not work for us, but mini routines, like you have a routine specifically for your mail. I have a routine for doing my laundry so that my laundry actually one gets done and two gets put away. I have a mini routine for everything that I do. I have mini routines for every single thing I do. I don't have a, I do this at 8 a.m. and I do this at 9 a.m. and I do that because let me tell you, that would stifle me and I would have no creativity. When I tried to do that to myself, zero creativity, which is who I am. So you can't do that to yourself. I mean, I know I have a couple of ADHD clients that are ASD and ADHD and that tightly held minute by minute routine is life for them. Well, I will say I live and die by my schedule, but I get ornery when there's no free time in the schedule. Mm -hmm. So I schedule free time, which sounds a little crazy, but it's how I guarantee it's going to happen that I get that free time. When I have a really, really busy week, I do go to that extreme. I schedule 15 minutes to get up, walk around every hour. I schedule, I have to brush my teeth because if I, if my brain is cluttered up with 900,000 things, and if I have a busy week, it's going to be, I mean, there is, I am not going to get away from my brain racing about all of the things I've got to do. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I take the thought process out of everything else in my day so that there's no thought process to anything. I just follow a list. Right. So one of the interesting things, and I don't know if you know him, Peter Shankman wrote a book, Faster Than Normal. One of the things he does, and this made me think of it, is to make his life less complicated, he wears the same uniform every day. And it's mm-hmm. either jeans and a t-shirt or his dress up uniform is the same blue shirt. By the way, it's a fantastic looking blue shirt. Go Peter. <laughs> and I told him that. And jeans and a, I think sometimes a blazer. I'm going to be a little iffy on this, but they're really all the same. So he never has to think because he said, I'd get in my closet and spend you know, an hour trying to figure out what I'm going to wear. So I think it's even divided so that one side is that I'm speaking at an event where, and the other side is the, I'm just working today, every day where. And I think that's great. My best friend, Gina is ADHD and she does that. She has three types of shirts, three types of pants, even three types of socks that she, depending on that, and they, and she has them all packaged together. So she's just got to grab. Nice. Because she cannot handle that thought process of picking out clothes every day. Right. So I think the takeaway here is that if you do struggle and have a week that's crazy or on even a day to day basis, the more you can make micro routines and make them super easy and take decision making out of your day, the better. Now, listen, I do not have a capsule of wardrobe. I love clothes. I love different jewelry with the clothes. I like to mix and match things. That's just not going to happen in my world. However, I lay out what I'm going to wear the night before because it's the end of the evening. I'm kind of relaxed. I'm hanging out. It's kind of fun to go in the closet and pick some things out. In the morning, I'm, holy crap, I got to beat this meeting by blah, blah, blah. And I'm recording with Danielle and I've got to be ready. But so last night, knowing I have two podcasts I'm recording today, I laid out two sets of clothes with earrings all the way down to everything. Earrings, the necklace, the whole nine yards. It was all ready. So when I got up this morning, It didn't require any thinking. My brain is already going a million miles a minute first thing in the morning. 
Yeah, you don't need. And, and many of our ADHD brains do that. So I, a mini routine that I have for myself and I really encourage my clients to do is brain dump everything you've got to do tomorrow before you leave your desk for absolutely the afternoon. And, so then, that, and then choose three priorities. Yes. Highlight. So I have something I say, plan your plan yep. to better evaluate your plan to better prioritize your plan. So your plan is well planned. Plan is in there six times. The reason for that is your first plan, your plan is to get it out of your head. Yep. And if you have something on that list, once you get it all out of your head, something on that list that takes multiple steps, write down all the steps to do. Because right. when it is time to do the less thinking we have to do about doing the thing, the more likely we are to accomplish it. Right. And then you go in and you evaluate the plan and you go, okay, I can't do this all in one day. This has to be five days worth of work. And part of that evaluation is I have people assign a time limit to get those things done. Right. We are terrible at time management and losing track of time. I'm dreadful at time management. (laughs) Yep. A kitchen timer on my desk. I have the time timer. So I want to show this because now if you're listening from the... um, podcast I apologize but some people are video so I have the time timer and I'll describe it so you know and 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 you just picked up one that has hot pink on it mine has red and you can actually see the red dial going down this is very visual and it's really technically for children but to learn to learn time management (laughs) if you're an adult who wasn't diagnosed as a child this is a helpful tool it's called time-timer.com Yep. I've got just a standard kitchen timer. The time that dings and is obnoxious and you can watch the dial move and you can yep. hear it click. Oh, we should uh, talk about analog versus digital. Yeah. Oh, well, th- that's where I'm going with this. Right? So this is, di- this is analog. My watch was digital and I switched it. So now it's Mickey Mouse and it is analog. So that I can see the passing of time because exactly. So, and so many of us use our smartphones for setting timers and sending reminders, but we, after a while, you start to ignore that noise. Yeah, noise bugs me. So, I'm very sensitive to it. So, I don't. I'm sensitive to noise, but this that drives you nuts reminds me to stay on track. That ticking noise reminds me to stay on track. I know my time is running out. I only have so much time to get this task done. Right. And when you assign time to tasks, you are 95% more likely to get that task done. Whether you got it done in the actual time limit you set yourself or not, right. you're still 95% more likely to get that, ta- that task done. Absolutely. So that's part of evaluating your plan is putting time to it. And then you sit down and you prioritize it. I tell people to only choose three items at a time to put in front of them. Your brain dump is just a scratch piece of paper where you wrote it all down, stuck time on it. Your final time and your perfectly planned plan. I encourage all of us women and ADHD women, we love buying planners. Find a beautiful (laughs) planner. I don't. <laughs> most, most of us. I'm do. a weirdo. I know. I'm an outlier. So perfect. a perfectly planned plan goes into those pretty planners that we find at the store that we collect. Right. But that's where your perfectly planned plan goes. Yes. And I you do. write your t- top three items that you have to do with the time limit next to them in your perfectly planned plan. Any, things, any phone calls you've got to make, any of those things. And as you do the item, you cross it off. And if you cross all three items off, you go back to your brain dump. Look at the next thing on the priority list. Move it to your perfectly planned plan. Okay, 
I hear this all the time, but Danielle, that's a waste of time. No, No. that is creating micro habits so that you complete tasks and a micro routine so that you get things done and a success mindset. Yep. Love it. So I will say I don't have a planner, but I do have a large format calendar and I use post-it notes, color coded. (laughs) That I placed, yes, and I know behind Danielle. First of all, we have to talk about really fast. I'm squirrel. Danielle's office is hot pink. It's just stunning and so much fun. Feast for the eye. And behind her are giant whiteboards with these post-it notes and really pretty much exactly what I do, except I do it on a physical calendar, which is fine. But we here's what I want people to take away. There is no right or wrong answer. Whatever it is that works for you, make a micro habit or a micro routine or a micro process out of that. Don't, and I had a client who did this. She said, well, you use project management software. And I'm like, yeah, but you're you're using a planner beautifully. So why are you trying to change who you are? Don't put a square peg in a round hole. Just just keep using your planner, girl. It's working for you. need to handwrite things down. So handwriting on a post-it note and planning out, I, that is where I do my brain dump because I don't actually do it on a notebook. I actually do it on post-it notes, put it on my board, and then I can evaluate my plan and then I can prioritize a plan and move things. I love the moving the pretty colors and shapes. I have, I have a whole entire drawer. My desk and is a pretty deep drawer full of post-it notes in different shapes, colors, sizes, whatever. And I even have poop notes for when I have something crappy I don't want to do. It goes on those poop notes because it makes me feel better and it makes me laugh. And you want to know what? Creating things that create an emotional response when you're, especially when you're dealing with neurodivergence is a good thing because you want to know what that does. That increases your dopamine. Absolutely. So I've heard of people who have set up things like crap day which is you sit down and do all those little tiny five-minute tasks that you hate doing all at once and you batch them for an hour. So let's talk about batching. We haven't talked about batching. Batching your tasks is awesome. I do batch. And and part of why I batch is because you get in, when you plan out a batch time, and I plan a batch time one hour a day so that I'm getting those things done I hate doing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm preparing my mindset hours before that okay I've got batch time at one o'clock from one to two I am going to batch I am going to get these things done I am going to focus on things and what that does you're again creating success mindset for yourself by doing that and by batching you're also in the mindset of getting that specific type of task done when you when you do your tasks and batches like if you've got to write social media content for your business writing 30 posts all at once, a whole entire month's worth. Well, that may seem super overwhelming. The process behind how your brain works behind that, you can set your mind up to be more creative with that success mindset and with that micro batching to really create what you need to get done. And the first time it's horrible. The second time it's a little less horrible. The third time gets a little less horrible. By the fourth or fifth time you're doing it, you just sit down, you are able to bang it all out, get it all done. And then you create another micro habit of getting them all scheduled because it doesn't do you any good to write all of this content for your business and then not get it out there. <laughs> or get an admin to do that part for you. Woo-hoo. Exactly. Hire somebody. Either to do that. one. And by the way, we didn't talk about delegating, but I'm going to stay with batching still. But delegating is another great tool for 
folks who are neurodivergent find that person who is, I, I call myself the queen of 80%. I get it 80% complete and then I get it to my admin and she finishes the last 20%. I'm only 75%. So I'm the well, 75% woman. So you get the idea in that zone. And, and, and you know, we're strong starters on ideas. Like, and then we get 75, 80, 95% done. And then we just go on to the next yummy, amazing thing and get it 75, 80% done. So if you can find a person to bring onto your team who is all psyched to finish that thing for you, life is really, really good. <laughs> it's why I started my agency. Right. We do digital marketing and VA services because I needed that for myself. And I'm like, well, if I need this, all of my clients need this. And yep. it's huge. Well, I stick all of my stuff out, brained up, usually verbally, verbal diarrhea of the mouth to my VA. And she figures out what to do with it. And then I'm, on, I'm done. And I'm happy. And I move on. And I can easily move on because I know it's going to be done. And I don't have to worry about it. So it's really, it's life-changing. Oh, it is. It's amazing. <laughs> it sure is. So believe it or not, we, I could be here all day talking about yes, this. Me too. This is our zone. This is our zone of genius, Danielle. What is your number one productivity pointer? You've already shared about 10, but is there another one you love or maybe an app? So one productivity pointer is pick one place to brain dump it. One place. And always keep it in that one place. So if you have a smartphone, you have a notes app on your phone. I encourage you to utilize that and use that a lot because it's always with you versus a notebook because ADHD people will end up with 12 notebooks and 900 post-it notes. I and not, what you're talking about. Yeah, no, not, not at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally me. But I, I do totally use the notes app on my phone quite yes. a bit. And so you know, have I used, you can talk to it. Yes, I know. I like that verbally and it all yes, just like into your notes and you can see yes, it. I, I do that verbally on mine. I just talk to it. It lists everything out. I can do it while I'm driving, which when I'm driving, I'm really thinking of things. So right. it, it that's a perfect thing. So there is use. some link with that, with driving. See, I told you we could talk about this all day. There's some link with driving and ADHD. That driving is very good for us, that it helps us. Is that the dopamine thing? Yes. Got it. Well, and you are visually stimulated, physically right. stimulated, and mentally stimulated all at the same time. Create increases the dopamine. Right. I could do long road trips all the time. I love doing that because it's it's so relaxing. Oh, nice. But what that one place to put everything, your notes app on your phone yeah. is that is my software tip because that thing can do everything for you. And if you're in the iOS, Apple world, you can, while you're doing that, you could say, hey, Siri, I'm trying not to set all my stuff off in my office and add a reminder for, yep. and you're tying your notes app to your reminder app, which is fabulous, which is an amazing thing. And now then I'm just, I got to copy and paste those and share them with my VA. Right. And I don't have to do anything beyond that some days for some things. It's such a relief. How did we survive before cell phones? I'd love to know. I carried and notebooks we did. everywhere with me. Everywhere. Notebook went everywhere. And then I'd lose it and have to buy a new one. Right. And then I'd find the old one. I hear you. I'm right there uh -huh. with you. Yeah, All exactly. Right. You're brilliant. How can people find you? You can find me on neurodiversebossgirls.com. That is my membership community that you get seven days for free. No matter when you sign up, that will always be there. So you can test us out, see how it works. 
You can also find me at Danielle, your rock star CEO over, over on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Facebook. I'm everywhere. Nice. TikTok. See, we can't talk about TikTok now, but I don't get TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I don't use TikTok like a lot of people do, just so you know, because no. it's worked very well for me. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I'm, I'm like more Instagram right now. And LinkedIn, I have to say, I'm on LinkedIn a lot. I'm everywhere. I mean, I own a digital marketing agency with what yeah. I do. I've got to be everywhere. Hence why I have a team because I hate Instagram with a passion. Oh, there you go. See, so it's interesting to see how people are attracted to different things. All right. I'm psyched. People will be able to find you at either Neurodiverse Boss Girls or your Rockstar. Danielle, your Rockstar CEO. Left piece off. Sorry. I promise it will be written in the show notes for everybody. Thanks so much for coming on, Danielle. I'm, oh, I'm telling you, we you'll have to come back. We have to do more. Absolutely. I would love to talk to you again. Have a great day, Catherine. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.